0: It's February the 28th, and you are listening to the Reading Through the Bible Together podcast. And we are, my friends, going to finish our second month of reading today, as today concludes the February readings out of the one-year Bible plan. And I can hear somebody already saying, But Blake, what about the leap year? What about February 29th? And I will just say, for that weird year, you get a break on February 29th. This does conclude the February 28th reading, and uh, any days you get off, I would suggest uh, catching up on, because I know some of you might be behind a little bit on your reading, so February 29th, when we have it, is a good catch-up day. But now, let's jump in to our Old Testament reading, which is Leviticus chapter 22, verse 17, through chapter 23, verse 44. Leviticus chapter 22, verse 17. And the Lord said to Moses, Give Aaron and his sons and all the Israelites these instructions, which apply both to native Israelites and to the foreigners living among you. If you present a gift as a burnt offering to the Lord, whether it is to fulfill a vow or is a voluntary offering, you will be accepted only if your offering is a male animal with no defects. It may be a bull, a ram, or a male goat. Do not present an animal with defects because the Lord will not accept it on your behalf. If you present a peace offering to the Lord from the herd or the flock, whether it is to fulfill a vow or is a voluntary offering, you must offer a perfect animal. It may have no defect of any kind. You must not offer an animal that is blind, crippled, or injured, or that has a wart, a skin, sore, or scabs. Such animals must never be offered on the altar as special gifts to the Lord. If a bull or lamb has a leg that is too long or too short, it may be offered as a voluntary offering, but it may not be offered as to fulfill a vow. If an animal has damaged testicles or is castrated, you may not offer it to the Lord. You must never do this in your own land, and you must not accept such an animal from foreigners and then offer it as a sacrifice to your God. Such animals will not be accepted on your behalf for they are mutilated or defective. And the Lord said to Moses, when a calf or lamb or goat is born, it must be left with its mother for 7 days. From the 8th day on, it will be acceptable as a special gift to the Lord. But you must not slaughter a mother animal and her offspring on the same day, whether from the herd or the flock. When you bring a thanksgiving offering to the Lord, sacrifice it properly so you will be accepted. Eat the entire sacrificial animal on that day that it is presented. Do not leave any of it until the next morning. I am the Lord. You must faithfully keep all my commands by putting them into practice, for I am the Lord." Do not bring shame on my holy name, for I will display my holiness among the people of Israel. I am the Lord who makes you holy. It was I who rescued you from the land of Egypt, that I might be your God. I am the Lord. Moving into chapter 23, verse 1. The Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to the people of Israel. These are the Lord's appointed festivals, which you are to proclaim as official days for holy assembly. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of complete rest, an official day for holy assembly. It is the Lord's Sabbath day, and it must be observed wherever you live. In addition to the Sabbath, these are the Lord's appointed festivals, the official days for holy assembly that are to be celebrated at their proper times each year. The Lord's Passover begins at sundown on the 14th day of the first month. On the next day, the 15th day of the month, You must begin celebrating the festival of unleavened bread. This festival to the Lord continues for seven days, and during that time the bread you eat must be made without yeast. On the first day of the festival, all the people must stop their ordinary work and observe an official day for holy assembly. For seven days, you must present special gifts to the Lord. On the seventh day, the people must again stop all their ordinary work to observe an official day for holy assembly. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. When you enter the land I am giving you, and you harvest its first crops, bring the priest a bundle of grain from the first cutting of your grain harvest. On that day after the Sabbath, the priest will lift it up before the Lord, so it may be accepted on your behalf. On that same day, you must sacrifice a one-year-old lamb with no defects as a burnt offering to the Lord. With it, you must present a grain offering consisting of four quarts of choice flour moistened with olive oil. It will be a special gift, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. You must also offer one quart of wine as a liquid offering. Do not eat any bread or roasted grain or fresh kernels on that day until you bring this offering to your God. This is a permanent law for you, and it must be observed from generation to generation wherever you live. From the day after the Sabbath, the day you bring the bundle of grain to be lifted up as a special offering, count off seven full weeks. Keep counting until the day after the seventh Sabbath, 50 days later. Then present an offering of new grain to the Lord. From wherever you live, bring two loaves of bread to be lifted up before the Lord as a special offering. Make these loaves from four quarts of choice flour and bake them with yeast. They will be an offering to the Lord from the first of your crops. Along with the bread, present seven one-year-old male lambs with no defects, one young bull and two rams as burnt offerings to the Lord. These burnt offerings together with the grain offerings and liquid offerings will be a special gift, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Then you must offer one male goat as a sin offering and two one-year-old male lambs as a peace offering. The priest will lift up the two lambs as a special offering to the Lord. Together with the loaves representing the first of your crops, these offerings, which are holy to the Lord, belong to the priest. That same day will be proclaimed an official day for the Holy Assembly, a day on which you will do no ordinary work. This is a permanent law for you, and it must be observed from generation to generation wherever you live. When you harvest the crops of your land, do not harvest the grain along the edges of your fields, and do not pick up what harvesters drop it. Leave it for the poor and the foreigners living among you. I am the Lord your God. The Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. On the first day of the appointed month in early autumn, you are to observe a day of complete rest. It will be an official day for a holy assembly, a day commemorated with loud blasts of a trumpet. You must do no ordinary work on that day. Instead, you are to present special gifts to the Lord. Then the Lord said to Moses, Be careful to celebrate the Day of Atonement on the tenth day of that same month, nine days after the festival of trumpets. You must observe it as an official day for holy assembly, a day to deny yourselves and present special gifts to the Lord. Do no work during that entire day, because it is the Day of Atonement, when offerings of purification are made for you, making you right with the Lord your God. All who do not deny themselves that day will be cut off from God's people, and I will destroy anyone among you who does any work on that day. You must not do any work at all. This is a permanent law for you, and it must be observed from generation to generation wherever you live. This will be a Sabbath day of complete rest for you, and on that day you must deny yourselves. This day of rest will begin at sundown on the ninth day of the month and extend until sundown on the tenth day. And the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. Begins celebrating the festival of shelters on the fifteenth day of the appointed month, five days after the Day of Atonement. This festival to the Lord will last for seven days. On the first day of the festival, you must proclaim an official holy day for holy assembly when you do no ordinary work. For seven days, you must present special gifts to the Lord. The eighth day is another holy day on which you present your special gifts to the Lord. This will be a solemn occasion, and no ordinary work may be done that day. These are the Lord's appointed festivals. Celebrate them each year as an official day's For holy assembly by presenting special gifts to the Lord, burn offerings, grain offerings, sacrifices, and liquid offerings, each on its proper day. These festivals must be observed in addition to the Lord's regular Sabbath days, and the offerings are in addition to your personal gifts. The offerings you give to fulfill your vows and the voluntary offerings you present to the Lord. Remember that this seven-day festival to the Lord, the festival of shelters, begins on the 15th day of the appointed month. After you have harvested all the produce of the land, the first day and the eighth day of the festival will be days of complete rest. On the first day, gather branches from magnificent trees, palm fawns, bows from leafy trees, and willows that grow by the streams. Then celebrate with joy before the Lord your God for seven days. You must observe this festival to the Lord for seven days every year. This is a permanent law for you, and it must be observed in the appointed month from generation to generation." For seven days you must live outside in little shelters. All native-born Israelites must live in shelters. This will remind each new generation of Israelites that I made their ancestors live in shelters when I rescued them from the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So Moses gave the Israelites these instructions regarding the annual festivals of the Lord. And that concludes our Old Testament reading. I just want to encourage you, uh, the reason God set up all these festivals and shelters, and, and you know, the, the festival of shelters, and routines for his people Uh, is that he wanted them to remember. He wanted them to remember uh, that he was the one who rescued them. You know why Uh, prioritizing Bible reading, prioritizing prayer, prioritizing going to your church's gathering, prioritizing uh, tithing, why these things are important? It's not because uh, they're commands or obligations. It's because they're opportunities for you to remember. When I sit down and I read the Bible, I'm being reminded of what God has done for me. Not every day is special or super spectacular, and I'm reading in Leviticus sometimes, and I'm like, I don't get the point of this, but... But it's the routine, it's the practice, it's the ritual of coming back day after day after day. I am reminded, I am reminded, even in readings like this, how good God is and that does something to me. The reason I give money to my local church, the reason I tithe is because I want the first of my money to come out and remind me as an act of worship that my money and my possessions do not own me. No, they don't. I use them for the Kingdom of God. I worship Christ alone and as a consumeristic American, I need that reminder. So develop spiritual disciplines in your life, not out of obligation, but because they're opportunities to remind you and to worship who God is and what he's done for you. That's what I see as we read about all the festivals that God had set up for his people in Leviticus. Moving into the New Testament, Mark chapter 9, verse 30 through chapter 10, verse 12. Mark 9, verse 30. Leaving that region, they traveled through Galilee. Jesus didn't want anyone to know he was there for he wanted to spend more time with his disciples and teach them. He said to them, The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of his enemies. He will be killed, but three days later he will rise from the dead. They didn't understand what he was saying. However, they were afraid to ask him what he meant. After they arrived at Capernaum and settled in the house, Jesus asked his disciples, What were you discussing out on the road? But they didn't answer, because they had been arguing about which of them was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve disciples over to him, and said, Whoever wants to be first must take last place and be the servant of everyone else. Then he put a little child among them. Taking the child in his arms, he said to them, Anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me welcomes not only me, but also my Father who sent me. John said to Jesus, Teacher, we saw something using your name to cast out demons, but we told him to stop. We saw someone using your name to cast out demons, but we told him to stop, because... He wasn't in our group. Don't stop him, Jesus said. No one who performs a miracle in my name will soon be able to speak evil of me. Anyone who is not against us is for us. If anyone gives you even a cup of water because you belong to the Messiah, I tell you the truth, that person will surely be rewarded. But if you cause one of these little ones who trust in me to fall into sin, it would be better for you to be thrown into the sea with a large millstone hung around your neck. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better to enter eternal life with only one hand than go into the unquenchable fires of hell with two hands. If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better to enter eternal life with only one foot than to be thrown into hell with two feet. And if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. It's better to enter the kingdom of God with only one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell, where the maggots never die and the fire never goes out. For everyone will be tested with fire. Salt is good for seasoning, but if it loses its flavor, how do you make it salty again? You must have the qualities of salt among yourselves and live in peace with each other. Moving into chapter 10, verse 1. Then Jesus left Capernaum and went down to the region of Judea and into the area east of the Jordan River. Once again, crowds gathered around him, and as usual, he was teaching them. Some Pharisees came and tried to trap him with this question. Should a man be allowed to divorce his wife? Jesus answered them with a question. What did Moses say in the law about divorce? Well, he permitted it, they replied. He said a man can give his wife a written notice of divorce and send her away. But Jesus responded. He wrote this commandment only as a concession to your hard hearts. But God made them male and female from the beginning of creation. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one, since they are no longer two but one, Let no one split apart what God has joined together. Later, when he was alone with his disciples in the house, they brought up the subject again. He told them, whoever divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery against her. And if a woman divorces her husband and marries someone else, she commits adultery. That concludes our New Testament reading. Moving into our Proverbs of the day. It's Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. good words and finally we will be reading psalm 44 verses 1 through 8 in a posture of prayer this is the 44th psalm verses 1 through 8 for the choir director a psalm of the descendants of korah verse 1 O oh god we have heard it with our own ears our ancestors have told us of all you did in their day in days long ago you drove out the pagan nations by your power and gave all the land to your ancestors you crushed their enemies and set our ancestors free They did not conquer the land with their swords. It was not their own strong arm that gave them victory. It was your right hand and strong arm and the binding light from your face that helped them, for you loved them. And God, we thank you for loving us as Christians, that we have even greater stories to tell, stories of how you overcame sin in us and for us, how you sent your Son, who is God in flesh, to live the righteous life we could not live and die the death we deserve to die, rising again and binding us into a life of restoration. We are family because of him. We've been adopted into your family. We are your sons and daughters, and together we make up the church. We are your servants, serving others as you served us. We are missionaries, empowered by the Holy Spirit, out in the world, fulfilling your kingdom mission. Lord, give us power to do this, and thank you that you love us and you call us worthy, and we await the day in which you return and you make all things right. Continuing in verse 4, it says, You are my king and my God. You command victories for Israel Only by your power can we push back our enemies. Only in your name can we trample our foes. I do not trust in my bow. I do not count on my sword to save me. You are the one who gives us victory over our enemies. You disgrace those who hate us. Oh God we give glory to you all day long and constantly praise your name. Interlude. And God as we finish the interlude, as we wait and we rest upon what you have said to us, I want to just pray verse 8 to you. Oh God We give glory to you all day long and constantly praise your name, Jesus. And it's in his name that I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me for today's reading, friends. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. And as always, hope to see you back here tomorrow as we begin a brand new month reading through the Bible together.